Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening to this podcast. I hope it's really helping you grow in the Lord. But I just wanted to take a second just to talk about this great tool that I've been using to bring the Word of God to people. Anchor is a tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and a lot more. So it's really been helping me reach people that I can't go to their house and actually teach them a Bible study. So it's everything you need in the podcast in one place. The best of all, Anchor, and it's totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome everybody to the Word Bible Study with Pastor Dan. I am excited to do these Bible studies with you guys. I uh, seem to run into people left and right who I talk about the Bible and God with and they've never been raised in church and they've never read their Bible. and They might say, oh yeah, God, but they really don't know who God is or about God. So I decided to do these Bible studies so that we could reach the lost. Also encourage believers to show you guys some characteristics about God that maybe we haven't thought about before. So let's start with the Bible study. I'm going to be giving you guys 15 terms for God that are used in the Bible that have significant meaning. Like the first one is Elohim, which simply means God and it's but the Bible says that there are many gods and many lords, but there is one true God. So we're going to talk about that. Deuteronomy 6, 4 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. So we that believe in God and Jesus Christ have something to offer this world that the world can't find in any other religion or in any other God because we serve the most high God and we serve the one true God so we're gonna go through the Bible and study about this God and find out some more he, he one another title that he is referred to as is El Elyon and you guys are gonna have to deal with me on these if scholars listen to this and say he's pronouncing that wrong then you're gonna have to throw out all this doctrine but <laughs> El Elyon, which means the Most High. That means that there are no other gods above Him. He is the most powerful being that's ever existed. There will never be a God that has as much power as Him. And there has never been a God who's ever had as much power as Him. Let's start today from reading John chapter 1. I'll give you a second to turn there with me. And if I get there before you, you can always push the pause button. <laughs> You're in control. So, John 1. In the beginning, the Word already existed. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. And God created everything through Him. And nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. 
that light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. So the Bible tells us that everything was created by God and through God. And then if you go back to Genesis, we read that God created the whole world in six days. It says God spoke and created the world. The power of God's voice to create the world. And then it says that God created man in his own image. And he created man to worship him and to have a relationship with him. So through God, everything was created. That means that we were created to be a reflection of him and who he is. And that's why these 15 titles of who God is show us his characteristics. Like the fourth title is the El Shaddai, the Lord God Almighty. More powerful than anything. And after God created man in his image, he rested on the seventh day and he made it holy. Anything that God dwells in is holy. So God created man and woman, and we lived in the Garden of Eden with God in paradise, sin-free, no problems. And God told man one commandment, not to eat from the tree of life that he planted in the center of the garden. And, of course, we can read the Bible, I'm not going to quote it all to you, but... Satan tempted the woman to eat the apple and her and Adam ate the apple and sin was created on earth. And since God is a just God, he had to punish sin. So he kicked Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden and they realized what sin was for the first time and they had the knowledge of good and evil inside of them. And as the story goes on, their kids continue at Cain and Abel. Cain killed his brother, who was good, because he was not. (laughs) And God cursed him, and Adam had another son, Seth, and continued the bloodline. But wickedness continued on earth. The The more we separated ourselves from God, the more sin was able to have dominion over man. But Noah found grace in God's eyes. God, at the same time as being just, is also a graceful God. Not only did Noah find grace in God, but we know that later Abraham became God's chosen people. And Abraham had a covenant with God and God blessed him and his children in a personal relationship. God protected them and God made sure that the world knew that they were set apart and they were his people. The fifth title that refers to God is Jehovah Ra which means God is 
my shepherd. Abraham started the covenant with God where God told him, you will be my people and I will be your God. And as a sign of that covenant, God required circumcision from Abraham and Abraham's descendants. He told Abraham that his descendants would be as numerous as the stars in the sky or the sand on the sea. Abraham did have a son, even in his old age, which was a miraculous sign to show how God provides for his people. He healed his body in an old age and allowed him to have a son, Isaac. And Isaac had a son, Jacob. And Jacob had the 12 sons known as the tribes of Israel. Joseph was his favorite son who had a coat of many colors and was hated by his brothers because God gave him a vision that his brothers would bow down to him. So he was sent, his brothers actually captured him and sent him into slavery and told his father he was dead. And it's an amazing story in Genesis if you have the time to read it. But God ends up protecting Joseph throughout his life and he he ends up saving the whole nation from a famine that was coming and in the process he saved his family and there's a there's an amazing story of repentance and God's protection in the life of Joseph but uh, he protected his people and sent them to Egypt so that they wouldn't starve to death knowing all along that one day he was going to call them back out again the Bible says that as time went on the kings forgot about Joseph and the things that he had done and they began to enslave children of Israel and force them to do labor and God called up a man to save his people from slavery named Moses and he appeared to Moses in a burning bush and called him to call his people out of Egypt I'm going to turn to Exodus chapter 3 verse 7 again I'll give you a second to turn there but you can always pause it if it's going to take you longer than that it is the second book in the Bible. All right, I'm going to start in verse 7. And I, I do read from the, I have a split NLT and King James Version, so I do jump back and forth, but I'm going to be reading this out of the NLT. Then the Lord told him, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt, and I have heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I am aware of their suffering, so I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt into their own fertile and spacious land. It is the land flowing with milk and honey, the land where the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, Jebusites now live. Look, the cry of the people of Israel has reached me, and I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abuse them. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people 
Israel out of Egypt. But Moses protested to God, Who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? And God answered, I will be with you. And this is the sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Israel, you will worship God at this very mountain. But Moses protested, If I go to the people of Israel and tell them, The God of your ancestors has sent me, they will ask me, What is your name? Then what will I tell them? And God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Say to the people of Israel, The I am has sent you. God also said to Moses, Say to the people of Israel, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent you. So this is the God that we're going to be learning about throughout this Bible. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So Moses goes to the people and God does miraculous miracles to pull his people out of slavery. He sends plagues, frogs and flies and their cattle fall. And then the last plague, he, he kills all the firstborn of all the Egyptians. But in every plague, none of the plagues happened to the land that the children of Israel were living in. To make a distinction between God's people and the people of the world. So in the end, Pharaoh let them go. After they had left, they took all of the gold from their neighbors with them. And as they were leaving, they decided to chase after him. And they chased him down to the Red Sea. And God miraculously parted the Red Sea for them to cross on dry land. And then when the armies chased after him, the sea closed and swallowed up all the armies. So that is the God of the Bible, a powerful, miraculous, caring, personal, loving God. The next title that we come to, the sixth one, is Jehovah Nisi, which means the Lord is my banner. Because God protected his people. After Israel left, they wandered in the wilderness to claim the promised land that he had made in a covenant with Abraham. And the whole 40 years they wandered in the wilderness, their clothes never wore out, their shoes never wore out, and God fed them with manna from heaven and quail in the evening. And the next title that we have here is the seventh title, Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. God keeps his promises to the people that are in covenant with him and to the people who serve him. He protected them throughout the promised land and then brought them in to their promised land. They built a, a tabernacle that they brought with them that they called the holiest of holies in which God dwelled in the middle of the tent making it holy and everything in their midst holy. We and the children of Abraham are holy people of God because everything God touches he makes righteous and holy. 
Number eight is Jehovah Sekinu, the Lord our righteousness. It was God who made his people righteous because God is righteous. And for God to put his name on his people, he had to make them righteous like he is righteous. Then after they settled in the new promised land, we have a book in the Bible called the Judges because after this time period, God rose up judges to deliver Israel out of their enemy's hand when their enemies rose up against them because God is our judge. To the people of Israel at that time, he was their king. He was their judge. He was, here's the ninth term, he was Adonai, their Lord and their master. Their covenant with him made them his people. So he took care of them. He gave these judges strength like Samson. Samson did mighty things, killed 10,000 people. They would rise up and conquer nations with a couple hundred people, all because God gave them strength. Because God is our strength. God sent prophets who did miraculous things like Samuel. They would prophesy to the people and make sure that the people understood God's commandments so that they could stay in covenant with him and stay under his protection. But of course, the people refused and decided that they wanted a king. So God gave them what they asked for and gave them a king. Because God is the king of kings. So he was able to establish kings and take them away. Jehovah Sabbath, the 10th title here, is the Lord of hosts. He is the Lord who ushers in authority. And when the kings refused to obey his authority and listen to his commandments, once again, they were ushered into slavery into Babylon once again. And that is pretty much where our Old Testament leaves us with the prophets who are trying to tell the people how to get back into a relationship with him again and to look forward to the coming Christ. The 11th title here, Yahweh, the Lord Jehovah. So in the beginning of this, I started by reading John chapter 1 through 5, and I'm going to continue there in chapter 6. So turn there real quick with me. It says, God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light who gives light to everyone, is co was coming into the world. He came into this very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. 
they are reborn not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the Word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory and the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John testifies about him when he shouted to the crowds, this is the one I was talking about when I said, someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am, for he existed long before me. So we hear here that God wrapped himself in flesh and came to earth. In Matthew 1 and 23, it says, look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And Isaiah 9 and 6 says, For a child is born unto us, a son is given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. So God was very clear in the beginning about there being one God and no other God. But here Jesus is clearly called God because he is the word that was referred to in the beginning with God. And if you don't want to take my word for it, we can take Jesus's by going to John chapter 8, starting at verse 56, it says, for your father Abraham rejoiced as he looked forward to my coming. He saw it and was glad. And the people said, You aren't even fifty years old. How can you say you've seen Abraham? And Jesus answered them, I tell you the truth, before Abraham was even born, I am. Of course, they tried to pick up stones and stone him because they knew when he used the term, I am. He was claiming to be God. So since we know that God was Jesus, we can see some more characteristics of him in Jesus Christ. Jesus' ministry throughout the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we see that Jesus came, he prayed, he fasted before he started his ministry, and then he preached, he healed the sick, he fed the hungry, he cast out demons, he walked on water, he raised the dead, he loved everyone, he was raised from the dead for everyone, he paid for all of our sins. The twelfth phrase here to refer to God is the Jehovah Rapha, which means the Lord that heals. Everything that God did in his ministry was to heal you to make you prosper and to forgive your sins so that you can be with him for an eternity in heaven and to reestablish that relationship with him that we lost back in the Garden of Eden. And we know in Hebrews it says that God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, which is our 13th title today, El Elohim which means the everlasting God. God started the church, he called his 12 disciples, and he empowered them 
to go out and cast out devils and heal the sick and preach the good news that Christ had come and saved this world. God therefore started the church and is the head of the church. Let's go to John chapter 14 here. We'll start in verse 8. Philip says, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. And Jesus replied, Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does the work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe because of the works you've seen me do. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it so the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me anything in my name and I will do it. If you love me, obey my commandments and I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and didn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. When I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Those who accept my commandments and obey them, and because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. So the same God that created the whole world and wrapped himself in flesh promised to send a spirit of himself to live inside of us the fourth title which is the hardest to pronounce is Jehovah Mekidishkin the Lord who sanctifies you so now if we want to turn to the book of Acts starting in chapter 1 around verse 6 we read that so the apostles were with Jesus and they kept asking him Lord has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? And he replied, The Father alone has the authority to set the dates and times, and they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witness, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So Jesus was God wrapped in flesh who came to earth to die for your sins. And the Bible says that if you believe in this, then you will be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm definitely going to be doing a Bible study on baptism soon. 
But we flip to chapter 2 here. And it says, On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. And suddenly there was a sound from heaven like a roaring mighty windstorm. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them the ability. So once they began to speak in tongues, if we flip forward a little bit in Acts, everybody in the town began to think that they were all drunk. And Peter stands up and preaches to them about the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. And in Acts 2.37, Now when they had heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter answered them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For this promise is unto you, and unto your children, and to all that are as far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourself from this untorn generation. So now that's Peter telling us how we can be saved by believing in God, repenting, being baptized, and filled with the Holy Ghost. That's another example of how amazing our God is. So we went through a lot of the titles in the Old Testament of God, but I, I just wanted to go through some titles and names that are applied to Christ in the New Testament. So we're going to start with this short list here. He is called Lord, Lord of all, Lord of glory, the Lord of lords, King of Israel, King of kings, ruler of the kings of the earth, Prince of life, Prince of peace, the son of David, the branch, the root and offerings of David, the bright and morning star, Emmanuel, God with us, the second Adam, the Lamb of God, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the beginning of all creation of God, the firstborn of all creation, the Amen, the Christ, the Messiah, the Savior, the Redeemer, the Wonderful Counselor, the Faithful Witness, the Word of God, the Truth, the Light of the World, the way, the good shepherd, the mediator, the deliverer, the great high priest, the author and perfecter of our faith, the captain of our salvation, our advocate, the son of God, the son of man, God, the holy one of God, the only begotten son, the mighty God, the image of God, and the everlasting Father. So after all of this Bible study to show you how amazing our God is, He's also a God who wants a relationship with you individually and with every person. The best way to get to know God is to allow Him into your heart and have a relationship with Him personally, and you'll know His characteristics. The Bible says 
that Jesus said, the sheep know my voice. And that's how we should want to live as Christians. I want to know God's voice and feel his Holy Spirit inside of me. So if you've never done this before, the Bible says, if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth, we will be saved. So I'm going to pray with you right now and give you some words to repeat after me from your heart. And we'll do this together. Bow our heads and close our eyes and repeat these words after me. Jesus, I come before you today as I am, as a sinner, as somebody who's done wrong, Lord. But I believe these words that I've heard today, and I accept you as my Lord and Savior of my life, God. Come into my heart and forgive my sins, Lord. Wash me clean, Lord, and let me be one of your children. Let me be a child of yours, God. And if you've done that with me today, then you have accepted Christ into your heart today. And the 15th title that we hear here is Jehovah Shalom, which means the Lord is peace. If you've never done that before, I'm sure you feel this peace that just came over you by believing what the Bible teaches and accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior. Now the next step is to get to a church and get baptized in Jesus' name fully under the water. <laughs> and then you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says that God is the Alpha and the Omega. And the more you read in this Bible, you find out that above all, God is love. God showed his love in the beginning when he created man from nothing. He made him prosper. He commanded him to be fruitful and multiply from the beginning. He helped him every step of the way to become a man of God and to get back into a relationship with him. He gave us all the tools we need to build that relationship. And then even when we couldn't do that, he wrapped himself in flesh and came down here and did the hard work for us. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes shall be saved. That is love. And if you are saved, and you're, maybe you're listening to this recording again, and you've already accepted Jesus Christ, and you've already been baptized, and you're even filled with the Holy Spirit, and spoken tongues, and now you know God lives inside of you. But that is the call. That we've been called to do we've been called to be like Christ and to let God live in us and God is love so I encourage you today go out and love people the way God loved show somebody around you the love of God that you felt and that you've seen and read about throughout this Bible Thank you guys so much for joining me today with this Bible study on who God is. I hope it helped you as much as it's helped me to learn all this and to study this for myself. And until the next time, God bless.